Welcome to Unlearn. I'm Kat. And I'm Misha. And if you're listening to this, it's probably Thanksgiving or just after. So you probably still have a food baby either way. Mm-hmm. Welcome Cortita. to the show. That <laughs> just means big. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's what everyone should name it. <laughs> Your food, food baby. Okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, we're going to start off this Thanksgiving episode talking about what we like about Thanksgiving and what we're thankful for. Mm-mm-mm. What you thankful for? Uh, well, I'm going to start with like what I like about Thanksgiving. Okay. I didn't mean to impose. I'm well, sorry. <laughs> um, Thanksgiving, as most American traditions, are founded on bullshit, but... You know what I mm. I really I honestly like Thanksgiving. If you don't look at the history of it, it's pretty dope because it's I can sincerely say that this is one of the few times that Americans actually express gratitude. Mm-hmm. And that's what I absolutely love. Like on my regular life, I'm always trying to remind myself like express gratitude. And like I grew up and my mom's always like, Well, you better count your blessings or say what you're thankful for. And so like a theme throughout my life is expressing gratitude. And I just think it makes you a happier person. Mm-hmm. So what I really loved about, I love about this is everyone goes around, say what they're thankful for. Everyone's expressing gratitude. It feels good. It makes me really happy and excited. So I'm excited for this Thanksgiving. I'm spending it at the in-laws in Oregon. Wish me luck, y'all. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be luck. fantastic. Thanks. So what I'm thankful for Rain is salt. My- I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to bring cayenne pepper. Honestly, I like it spicy. Um, what I'm thankful for is my co-host Misha. La 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 la. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm very singy today. Just a warning. I'm super singy. Uh, you are thankful for me. I can see it in I your am, eyes. I'm thankful for our friendship, and I'm thankful for the people in my life who are just spectacular. I'm thankful for my spouse. Love you, boo. Um, I'm thankful for just like being blessed, man, and to be breathing and to be healthy and to be alive and to be woke and in the reality of the world. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Ignorance is, t- is bliss. It, I, I was happier ignorant, but being woke comes with a other kind of happiness that's also really filled with somber, but I'm mm, thankful. Okay. I'm just thankful for my life wow. and others lives and etc what, what about you mish what i love about thanksgiving is that americans have set aside a day where it is socially acceptable to get fat <laughs> and people don't yell about <laughs> obesity can i say something it's is <laughs> it's not every day in america acceptable to get no fat. no no see the thing is every other day in america people are like we're so obese <laughs> You need to lose weight. <laughs> On Thanksgiving, everybody's like, no, this is the day. We all get back together. It's a unity thing, you it's know? It's a unity of binge eating. It's a unity of binge eating. <laughs> People train together. On not eating before, people cook together. It's like a family time. It's a friend time. You got Friendsgiving. It's just the best. <laughs> now that I'm vegetarian, though, it's not as good. But... <laughs> I'm still thankful. I mean, I think side dishes is where it's at 
frankly. Yeah, but in the South, they put meat in all the side dishes. Mm, True. I, yeah, it's hard to go to, like, my family's house and not have, like, the collard greens be covered in ham hocks. Right, that's what I'm saying. You're right. You're right. I know. I only tell the truth. (laughs) And what I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for friends, family. I'm not going to explicitly say people's name because that would Mm -hmm. take too long. I'm not giving you a special shout out, Kat. Whatever. <laughs> um, I've been reflecting a lot. I'm thankful that I can just live my life without having to feel the pressure to support other people, which might sound weird, but like, you know, I feel like a lot of people who come from a similar background as I do when they like left for college, like their family really pressured them to be doctors or lawyers just to make money. And as I've been working and reflecting, I'm really happy to be in a position where my only goal and my mom's only goal or like family's only goal for me was to be happy and not necessarily to make money or support them. So that's where I've been. Yay. You know, and I'm thankful that I eat a lot (laughs) and that I'm going to be able to fit a lot of food into my body tomorrow (laughs) or today, whenever you're listening or whenever you're listening. (laughs) Or I've already fit a lot of food into my belly and I'm still digesting (laughs) two days later. I'm still not hungry right now. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to do a new segment called True Story where... Uh, well, I'm just, we're just going to do true stories. So I'm going to do the true story of Thanksgiving. You guessed Yay! it. So as they say, history is written by winners. So you've been led to believe that Thanksgiving is this like beautiful harm, like harmony and that everyone came together and cooked some turkey and, and corn and lots corn. of colors lots in of them. <laughs> colorful corn. Um, and that was just like two two totally different. Pe- Wait, can I add some? Can coming? I add some details yep. in the story? Sure. Because I want to paint a picture. All right, paint that. I picture. feel like you gotta have colorful corn. You got mm-hmm. a long table with some trees, some fall trees. Mm-hmm. You got people in feathers. You got people in hats. <laughs> they all congregating together, holding hands, <laughs> singing kumbaya. <laughs> that's how thanksgiving was told to me i just needed to paint a, a wider picture of the of the american thanksgiving narrative <laughs> and and just to ask a question mm-hmm. if you popped the pop corn from the colorful corn would it be colorful that's my question okay continue your narrative <laughs> what? Okay. think about it all right so <laughs> back to the real story this is, that is the I painted a picture you painted a picture of the narrative that was told to yeah, us Yeah, exactly exactly now paint the real one i had to set I'm it up for you <laughs> thank you appreciate it girl you're thankful for me <laughs> don't make me take that back um so this is something that this is like a feast that took part over three days basically i'm gonna give you the short version the pilgrims rolled in, did not do well floated, with winter. Floated in. Floated in. Yeah. They floated in on boats. <laughs> did not do well with winter. Lost many and many people. Just couldn't cut so it. Many. Couldn't cut it. 
in North America, period. Lack of animal skins. <laughs> well, they, they just frankly were not equipped to handle. They're not native to this land, mm-hmm. so they couldn't handle it. So the cello, the quote-unquote celebration was because they had their first um, harvest of corn, and they were super excited, like, yo, we got some corn. Super colorful. Some historians will say that they stole some, some of the corn mm-hmm. from a local tribe, Local tribe, they were like, whatever, you can have some of our corn. We know how to make corns. We know how to hunt animals. We know this land. We know how to survive. We got, yeah. We, we've been living here for a while. I guess we'll help we your sorry asses. Yeah. Yes. So, like, <laughs> um, so, yeah. We're just going to help out your sorry asses. So, um, one of the tribe leaders... What, what was their name? Squanto. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah. Dude, I didn't were you know. like quizzing me? Because um, I would have been like, I don't know. Listen to this story. <laughs> um, and to to kind of like celebrate them harvesting their corn, they they killed five deers and brought them and brought them over and be like, Yo, let's eat. We about to eat corn and deer. Sounds like South Carolina. <laughs> Um, and it was, it wasn't a significant celebration. If you look back in the diaries of one of the early settlers, he just, he meant, it's like a paragraph in his journal and it wasn't a significant celebration. So a lot of, there's more to the story, um, but that is specifically focused on around as what is acknowledged as the first Thanksgiving. Mm. There was like another quote unquote Thanksgiving that involved the slaughtering of a tribe of 900 people, Ooh. men, women and children Ooh. by the Puritans. Oh, I say look that up. Fascinating history. That's heavy cat. It's well, after after they slaughtered all those people, Ooh. they had a feast and gave thanks. That's, That's kind of what people do to animals now. They yeah, slaughter them and except they did it to human beings. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, I just want to say I feel like I did a better job at painting a picture than you, you did. You painted this beautiful, fictitious picture. But no, of, I feel like you should have been like, you know, like, oh, and the, and the Native Americans had the colorful corn. And I don't know why I'm on this corn game today. You're obsessed with this corn. It's because you're a vegetarian. Colorful popcorn? So oh, eat. my God. Anyway, the... the <laughs> the main point of the story is we've been lied to. Well, that's we've the main known. point of this podcast, isn't it? <laughs> and, true. And that is true story. We're going to play a new game today. What's it called, Kat? Let me know. It's Well, so we haven't decided on what it's called. It involves questions, and it involves the questions being in a hat where we're going to choose it at random. So we might call it out the hat. I think it should be called Tales Out of the Hat, like Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Hat. I would tend to disagree, but it can be named anything at this point. And we're just going to we're gonna answer some random questions, questions out of the hat. Questions from the head. Yeah, well, what yeah. If, okay. I'm going to pick cute. a question and give it to you. 
You can pick a question and give it to me. Okay. And then we're going to both give our opinions because we don't want to do like a whole full show and talk about like imperialism and blah, blah, blah. All that tragic stuff. Um, so instead, we're going to ask questions. What's your question, Kat? <laughs> it's so appropriate for Ooh. the conversation that we just had. All right. Here is here's the question. What has the internet done for changing historical narratives? Ooh. So topical. Can I see that question? I'm a visual learner. Okay. Um, the great thing about... So as I... There's this quote that I said earlier, history is told by the winners. The internet provides different perspectives because anyone can log on, give give accurate history, have multiple people concur with it or like give supporting evidence to support that history. And it's like this way, history can be told by all, not just those in, priv- in power and in privileged positions. You know, I will say that I think it uh, definitely, like you're saying, it definitely allows for a greater breadth of knowledge. People are able to have access to a lot of different types of narratives. But I think that I've seen a lack of people knowing how to use the internet in order to find those narratives. Mm -hmm. So websites that just get a lot of hits are the ones that I still think are progressing certain narratives. Um, and then also I think that the internet also tends to be a little exclusive at times. So you have these amazing libraries from universities or like scholarship journals, but you have to have such expensive, what is the word subscriptions in order to Mm -hmm. even view these documents. And so like, I do think it's a good thing that we have access to all this knowledge, but even though we do, I still see it as people have found a way to make certain forms of knowledge pretty exclusive. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't think that means I'm disagreeing with you about what the internet has allowed. Because when I was in school, nah, no, nah, no, nah, we had internet. <laughs> I was like, when I was in school, we didn't have this. <laughs> but we did. Yeah. <laughs> did I use it right? Nah, I didn't. <laughs> uh, no, I, for me, what's great about it, like, if I want to know, if I want to hear, like, a, a true story about anything, I can just, like... I can like literally Google what actually happened on this day or mm-hmm. what is the alternative narr- narrative on this day. And before, where would I find? I'm not going to find that in the encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to find that in any book. And it's the voices of the oppressed that are not being heard, especially in publishing. Maybe like now in modern day, they're like they have more of a voice. But before. Mm-hmm. What is what is the term? Is that micro history? Micro history, where it's like we tend to have these very grand historical narratives Mm -hmm. and focusing on micro history is focusing on like the individual stories within certain narratives. So you get a more personal or like everyday interpretation of history. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about like things like Twitter, Vines, any type of things that can be uploaded from individuals that are allowing you to see very personal narratives and shape how you are like forming your own views. So even when it comes to all of these videos of people like unarmed people being shot, um, even though we have this internet where people can kind of dig for information, the, the websites that have the most publicity are the ones that are like constantly still painting this narrative. Mm -hmm. But 
these smaller, not why well, I don't guess it's smaller, but more personalized forms of social media like Twitter and these types of things are allowing individuals to kind of shape their own stories and shape history, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Definitely. And that I wouldn't have had access to when I was in like middle school or high, or like even like early high school. Like it was all still very like truth equals what this news mm-hmm. program says. It doesn't equal what like individual people are saying. Yeah. Fantastic point. It's your turn. Oh my god! We're gonna pull another question out the hat. Mm. I get to read it. I get to read it. I didn't look at it. Don't worry. This is this is not a question, cat. This has no (laughs) question mark. This is attitudes around black hair. Question mark there. That still wasn't a question. So, oh, oh tell me, what are your attitudes around black hair? My personal attitudes around black hair? Yeah. Mm. I, I think anything having to do with black beauty or beauty in minorities is a tricky slash controversial thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that many people, well, many people now I think are becoming more aware of of how political hair and beauty are. But I would say my, my take is that we've gotten, we were in a place where black women and men felt the need to straighten or perm or wear their hair in certain ways in order to feel more white, in order to feel more accepted. And now I think because of like certain movements or it becoming just becoming more, you know, visible online and like in certain forms of social media, there's been this whole like pride in kind of having people's black hair be natural again and like being really proud of your culture and where you came from. And I mean, some people don't make a statement by having black, like having their natural hair. Mm-hmm. When I started wearing my hair, my hair natural again, it definitely was a statement. It was like, I'm not, into this whole like making myself look white thing mm-hmm. although my hair is straight right now so i should point that out but it's because i like hats <laughs> in the winter um and then i would say it still makes me sad that men and women can't just allow each other to wear their hair like they want mm-hmm. like when i look at other women who have permed hair it's like yo wear your hair permed like whatever like that's what you want to do but i don't know i just think there's this whole like i'm gonna be ranting so i'm just gonna be quiet <laughs> but i think it's controversial i think it's it can be like a symbol it's a money maker mm-hmm yeah what do you think uh, such a complicated history with like my hair and black hair um so i i you're something that you said it was kind of interesting to me because i'm thinking i was like thinking about how in like the 70s my um my mom and my aunts all had natural hair Mm -hmm. and then in the 80s they went back to their relaxers Mm -hmm. and like 30 years later now they're back with natural hair Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like and I'm I'm hoping this natural hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but this generation movement, of movement uh, words are hard. This generation of natural hair wearers. If this is gonna fade out, and in the 2020s, we're all we're all getting relaxers again or something. Um, but it's 
it's so tough because I like was raised by a mother who did not know what to do with my hair. So mm-hmm. relaxers were just Easy. like, yeah, yeah, it's it's just she's I, I'm <laughs> as I've, I've mentioned, I'm I'm black and I'm Sierra Leonean, so I have the thickest and kinkiest of hair. Beautiful, by the way. It's <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, and so my mom didn't know what to do with this half African child's hair. She was just, she just gave me relaxer after relaxer. And I just thought that that was normal. And everyone that I went to school with had relaxers and everyone in my family had relaxers. Well, my grandma had natural hair, but I I feel like after a certain age, just like, do I really keep, want to keep getting relaxers after 70 years? Um, I just think she was like tired of them. And then, like, going to church on Sunday, getting a hot comb to my hair. Oh, God, hot combs. <laughs> it's just, like, the pain and torture we go through for mm-hmm. beauty. Um, and like, for physically burning beauty. yourself. Yes, with chemicals and with an actual extra hot comb. Like, stick that comb on the stove. On the stove. It's like, that fire. is not food. What are you doing? <laughs> it's crazy. So... I I started my natural transition when I was twenty twenty one. I like I was getting relaxers and my hair just kept breaking and breaking. Or I had braids for a while where I wasn't getting relaxers in between. Mm-hmm. And then I just like I took out my braids when I was like twenty and I got a relaxer and my hair just kept breaking and breaking and breaking. So like it like I lost th- three four inches in like Ooh. a few months. And for some reason, I just kept getting relaxers. I'm just like, I'm done. I'm over this. Like when I was 21, I just, I decided to transition using braids. So I had braids for a few years. And once my natural hair was like a length that I liked, I just like started rocking it. And Mm. I'm, I was like super excited about it. It's so much work. It's an unbelievable amount of work. Um, I, I recently got to the point where I was just like kind of fed up with it. And like, I have this theory that naturals, when we get fed up, either, um, we like get it braided or like do some kind of protective style or we cut it all off. That's what I did. I did it. You told me this theory and I did it. (laughs) (sighs) And I, I was like, I decided to go with, um, protective styles. So I got like braids for, for the summer and for the fall and this i decided to do something brand as new and what you do i got a sewing Ooh, it yeah. looks good <laughs> i feel weird with you it. fleeking I feel- <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to make that a thing i'm trying <laughs> um it feel i mean so this sewing has felt very strange for me because I've never had like hair touching my boobs and I've never like this was just such an unnatural texture for me. Like when I touch it, it just feels like it just confuses me. Do you feel white? I I feel white washed. <laughs> I feel white washed when I have a sew on. But then oh, like you got serious. I <laughs> but like I know that my natural hair is safely growing under there and mm-hmm. I can't do it any harm right now. And I, I don't know. I want to try something new. I want to know what it was like to have like long, flowy hair. I wanted to experience a sewing. I kind of want to like experience all black hairstyles and level mm. of black hairness 
it's man you might make me get a sewing i'm looking like a kardashian <laughs> up in here hmm. i mean maybe well we'll see i don't know um it's so you got process. hair to your breast now <laughs> and for some reason you're like i have the urge to eat natural cacao berries <laughs> is that how you feel no i have no urge to do that okay um, well okay it was just, no it's just like i'm i'm confused because it's not the way that i see myself like mm-hmm. i see myself with natural hair and i've, I've gotten very used to my norm being me with natural hair and that's like my norm my beauty mm-hmm. and so this whole like sewing thing has got me all kinds of confused you look confused on a daily basis i, I will admit you you don't see me on a daily basis anymore I if you keep you this up night. you won't okay <laughs> so let's do another question wait do i, I pick the gonna... question for you yeah yeah oh it's gonna be so good i it hope it's when be I wrote. so good i want it oh i hope so too it is. Um, what is your? Did I spell that wrong? Maybe. Um, what's my position on the legalize the use and legalization of weed? Oh. <laughs> what you gonna say? <laughs> want- what is that song? I was gonna clean my room, but then I got high. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I got so many feelings on weed. One, I think it's safer than cigarettes. And, I, and it's a lot less addictive. There was such a pause. Oh, well, it, it's I think it's safer pause. than cigarettes. It's a lot, and it's like, <laughs> um, I, I think it's safer than alcohol, frankly. Mm. I, for the drugs that are legalized, I think it's ridiculous not to legalize weed. Mm. I mean, so let's, and so Illinois recently legalized it for medicinal use. You don't use cigarettes or alcohol for medicinal uses. Mm -hmm. They kill you. They literally kill you, Mm. but they're legal. They don't make you happier either. Really? They, they are depressant. Ridiculous. I, I'm in support of the legalization of marijuana because Either that or outlaw cigarettes because that's some BS. Yo, we would have an uprising. <laughs> there would literally be an uprising if people outlaw to, cigarettes. Well, yeah, because they're highly addictive. Mm-hmm. And the tobacco, don't even get me started on the tobacco lobby, but we're not talking about it that. It would be we like hashtag cigarettes matter. That's what would happen. <laughs> and everybody all six matter. <laughs> That we did, we need one less thing to be taken away from black people mattering in this country. Don't don't make cigarettes illegal because that will take over all the news. Whatever gets Donald Trump off the news, right? I'm fine with. Um, yeah, I I think it's it's a great way to get revenue. If you look at Colorado, they've had a decrease in violence. And okay. One, don't get me started on prison reform and mm. yeah, that the wasn't criminalization a of drugs. That wasn't a question. Don't drugs. go there. That might be another question. But I'm here. just saying, there, like a a black male will be incarcerated for having a little weed on him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, we will. We are going to do a, a show on on drug charges. Mm-hmm. I because I don't even get me started. But what what do you think? What do you think about weed? I almost agree in every way. <laughs> I 
I think that I've come a long way. Like when I was younger, it was just, I just had a negative opinion of it. Um, because it was never like this is separate from all other drugs. It was like all people who do any type of drugs are bad people and they murder. Like that yeah. was it. Because they told you it was a gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> this is a gateway drug. Well, you do weed and then you do heroin and then you do cocaine and then you hit someone with a car. Right? <laughs> like the entire narrative he told you. Uh, people don't do that with food though. Food is highly addicting. Yeah, you know? it's true. People all, mm, I'm, I'm just going to be quiet. Right. <sighs> Should we go to the next question? Velveeta is a gateway to Brie and a gateway to this. It's like, <laughs> dang. Velveeta you- <laughs> is not a gateway to Brie. <laughs> Velveeta clearly states that it's a cheese product. Oh, Lord. like a Yoo-Hoo. <laughs> okay. Remember that? It's a chocolate drink. It's a chocolate <laughs> milk. I'm just saying. Y'all got to be reading these product Read labels. That. That's that's what really this week question was getting to. You got to read product labels. You need to ask another question because it sounds like we smoke weed right now. That's what it sounds like. Oh, I'm reading? Yeah. Wait, is that, am I doing that wrong? No, I'm okay. reading this time. Yeah, you <laughs> Should black women wear red lipstick? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why, this I'm was just... my question. Why you come in on oh, me like I'm that? I'm sorry. <laughs> mm. Let me tell you why. Yeah. Red is for royalty. Okay. Nah, I'm just going to be quiet because it looks real good on all brown skin tones. I feel. Yeah. You just got to find the right shade of red. Mm-hmm. Now, I've been seeing some people that be wearing too bright, I feel. It's like, mm-hmm. like an orange yeah, like, when it should be a blue, like a blue tint or like a purple tint to your red lip. You know, and I feel like we've talked about we shouldn't be telling men and women how to wear their makeup or if yeah, they want to wear it or not want to wear it or what shade looks best. But just know in my heart, if I saw some bright lipstick on you, cat, nah, mm. it looks good. You've had some lighter. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I've just seen some shades of red on certain skin tones. I'm like, yo, you should have went a little darker. You should have gone a little lighter. Yeah. That brings out the dark circles under your eye. Like that's just <laughs> all of that to say, yes. Well, black like, women what i was like thinking with this question i was like because asap rocky said that black women should never in any circumstance wear red lipstick and i'm just like what does that um, mean um one he's a hater is that like some kind of sexual thing no he oh. just thinks that red lipstick looks ugly on black women oh my lord and i'm just don't don't get me started on that full have you ever you- seen red lipstick on me um i think so i'm gonna pull a picture you can keep talking i'm gonna pull i do i think black women with red lips are stunning they look stunning especially if it's like a slightly darker shade or like a dusk type of red sexy as hell yo love it it. um so i don't know what he's talking about (laughs) i don't like a red lip fits a lot of people like certain shades better than others but red lip don't discriminate but ASAP Rocky does. Done. Wait, Next question. You. Look at this. Please look at that lip. Oh, I have seen pictures with red lips. What? You can rock a red lip. Who can rock it? You can, Me rock, can a rock, rock it. We can both rock a red lip. Yo, I was killing that red lip. That day. What? <laughs> the key is to get a good liner, y'all. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely get a good liner. How should I break up with a friend? Oh. That's not at you. <laughs> not directed at you but i've had a lot of friends like i in my 20s i've broken up with a lot of friends and i broke up with them i mean straight ghosted them what what ghosted (laughs) or you just 
Well, what? You just said peace, bye, I'm gone? Or you didn't yeah. even say anything. You just stopped just communicating. Just faded out. Whoa. Just faded out. So That's how did you so to do it? That is your answer to this question? You no, just ghost I don't, don't know because you got to confront your feelings. I think like with my biggest problem is that like I stopped I stopped liking them as a friend to the point where I literally could not stand to be in the same room as them. Oh. I like if I saw them, I would turn around and walk in the other oh, direction. Oh, wow. Don't let it get that far. Be honest. It it sucks. It's uncomfortable. It hurts. But mm. not a spot. No, you, why you don't be texting me sometimes? Whatever. You be ghosting you know, me. You, okay, you would not be sitting here <laughs> in my home right now if I was ghosting you. Drinking this tea out of this heavy <laughs> cup. <laughs> Uh, so I that's I say sit down have a talk um, that's the mature thing to do if you don't really feel like doing the mature thing ghosting mm. oh my lord what do you think well I think I don't use the term friend lightly so like I think when I even say the term friend it means that this person has gone through an extensive trial period in my <laughs> life where it's like I think I like this person enough to use this word to describe them. And I've actually never I don't think I've ever like had to break up with a friend before. Hmm. Either it's just kind of like our paths naturally went away and we just like ha- or have like a cool relationship but aren't, aren't like close. Um, but all the people I've called like my best friends, I'm still in contact with and I'm really close with. Yeah. But if I had to give advice for people who are like, this person is unhealthy for me, I don't want to be their friend anymore. Yeah. I think I, the best policy for me is just to be honest and to lay everything out on the table and say, you know, this is the issue I'm having. If we can't work through it, I just think you're an unhealthy person for me. And I don't think that we should be in communication, which is very hard. But I tend to be more on the honest side. Yeah. Gotta rip off that band-aid. So that's our recommendation. Is anyone considering breaking up with a friend? That's so sad. Uh, People change. People move on. Oh, okay. It's the way of life. People are only in your life for seasons. Uh, (laughs) How do you treat yourself? Ooh, Okay. You gotta answer this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. All right. This doesn't sound really, really bad. Uh, I don't. I don't like pampering. Like I don't like other people. I don't like strangers touching me. So I'm not huge on getting like mani pedis. Like I do it maybe once or twice a year. Um. Because I don't really. I don't care much for being touched by strangers. I don't. I don't care much for like getting facials or massages. Like just being in spas make me tense. I, just, mm. I get I get more tense like I haven't been to like um, a, a manicurist who hasn't told me or I haven't gotten a manicure in like three years where the person doing my manicure hasn't told me to relax like they constantly have to tell me to relax and I'm just like this is tense for me um, Yo. I that's I just I don't know how to treat myself because like I don't like other people doing things for me that I can do myself. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't give myself a massage. But you can treat yourself in other ways. Like what? Like my I feel like I treat myself by buying books. Like I, when I'm like, oh, I want to treat myself day. I just want to buy stuff for myself or like. I don't know. I 
tend to find a bookstore I really like and say, I'm going to spend this much money on books and I buy them. And I think I tend to like, I'll spend more money on wine and cheese. I sound like (laughs) such an old person right now. And I also just spend more time writing music and like drawing or something. If I want to have, I feel like all that would happen in a treat yourself day in Misha's world. (laughs) Seriously. If I get rich, that might be every day. In my treat yourself world, I'm eating gelato. <gasps> what kind? Pistachio. I don't know. There's so many good flavors, so many good gelato flavors. I can't even answer that question. I think it usually involves gelato or ice cream when I'm treating myself. Yeah, I'm going to put that in mind, too. <laughs> so yummy. Um, I also, I probably, I would say that I treat myself to, like, buying clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Makes me so happy. But any, like personal services i can't do but <laughs> walking around looking at clothes buying myself stuff and eating ice cream after yes that's what treats yourself day Ooh, and traveling i love traveling i kind of do too but only with certain people oh yeah for sure i only have like one travel companion right now which is my spouse because <laughs> he's all he's not as good as me just let me let you know okay then let's plan our next trip mish wait till paycheck comes Okay. now rent's gotta come out of that so right. Right. Oh, are you choosing this one for me yes cool here we go it's gonna be the best question interpret this how you want are you nasty or nah <laughs> that is what it says um nasty or nah I am not nasty in the sense that I keep adequate hygiene. <laughs> so this question is the best question. <laughs> um, oh. I, if anything starts to smell, I shower. <laughs> Are you nasty? So I try not to be gross in that sense. If we're talking about in the bedroom, that's <gasps> gonna stay in the bedroom. Watch, go watch, go watch. Oh, <laughs> what about you? Nasty or nah? Nah. In no nah, sense, in, in no, no sense, sense or Except Why? for I, except for I, am bad with my clothing, so I tend mm-hmm. to throw it on the floor. So if we talk about hygiene, pretty clean. We talk about cleanliness in the household, pretty clean. I'm like super straight laced, <laughs> so I don't I'm even like, think nasty applies to my sexual <laughs> ethics. It doesn't apply to my. <laughs> It doesn't apply to my... Why are you laughing? Sexual ethics such a good way to describe it. I'm genius, just so everybody knows. Do you have a nasty sexual ethic or not? <laughs> no, I don't. Next question. Oh, bug nigga nasty or not? Did you? I am, did you? I or eat no. with my hands a lot. And oh, I do too. Kind of, I'm kind of a slob about it. So that's kind of nasty. A lot of cultures eat with their hands, though. I know. I think it's perfectly normal. It that's you, why you have it, hands. Like, it allows you to connect more with the food. That's why yes. I like it. I, I is just, I just like it. Just seems natural and normal to me. How I do you think so many people get mouth daddy. burns? Because when you eat with your hand, it's like you can tell oh, this is so about hot. to scald me. Exactly. When you eat with a fork, you don't know what's it, coming. It don't affect the fork. You don't, it don't, <laughs> I mean, on a very like basic level, it does affect a fork, but it don't conduct the heat all the way up to your finger. You know what I mean? Let's take it back to some so- basic science. 
Do you think that people should ask for a woman's father's permission to propose to her? Ah, sorry, I'm so vocal today. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, so okay, one, hell no. Nah. This is a, this is from when women were actual property. I I was okay. I was like watching a show today, and they're in. They're like, uh, I was watching a TV television personality show Wendy City Live anyway um, they were just like oh, over the weekend my cousin got engaged and and one of the hosts was like oh did they ask for your father's permissions first and I'm like mm-hmm. um, is she livestock <laughs> is she your property like it's it's no more she's going from her father's home to her husband's home mm-hmm. And that's like why I didn't want anyone to give me away at my wedding because I'm like, where, Harry, what are you giving me away? I'm my mm-hmm. own free person with yep. my own free will. Like, you cannot give also, me away. Also, what is that question? Right? Who's giving you away? What What am I giving to who? <laughs> nah. It's I don't even crazy. get that question. You get it? Can you explain it? Who's giving you away? Well, what, are, what is the essence of that? What are they really asking me? They're asking whose property are you? Who do you belong to so that they may give you or donate, not donate, donate, (laughs) sell you to this, this man. But no, I mean like, so, so that's where I think it comes from. Yeah. But in, in how people use it today, like when they're just like, who gives this woman to this? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like they're they're thinking like, oh, this person's property and we're like transferring like money across hands. But like, uh, this is this is probably like a discussion for its own little thing. But yeah. it's like, what are they saying about personhood and ownership? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm, I'm not going to go there. I just want to answer the question. What was the question? <laughs> Should people still ask a woman's father's permission to propose to her? I say yes or no. <laughs> if it is very important to your family mm-hmm. that and you, like if that is your tradition, then I think that that is just how it goes. Personally, my own opinion is I would not want the person I'm dating slash getting engaged to to ask my father's hand for my hand in marriage. Yeah. Um, I mean, mainly for the same reasons I think you just stated is that I don't want to be defined. I don't want my personhood to be defined constantly on my relationship to particular men. Definitely. And I'm like, you can ask my own hand. Cause I grew this. <laughs> okay. Thank Inside you. Inside of my mama's uterus. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to forget my mom, but, um, Am I picking for you? You pick for me. I think I'm I'm handing you a okay. question. It's gonna be the best question. Oh, what is your favorite city and why? Can I ask uh, a clarifying question? Yes. Does this have to be a city we've gone to? No. Okay. Um I have a very complicated history with cities because <laughs> I really wanna like them. But I'm a city hater. Oh, I love wow. living in I I am so bias against other cities that are not chicago mm-hmm. like obvious like if y'all have been listening i'm a native chicagoan lived here since i was one years old my mom's native chicagoan i'm so freaking biased against chicago because i feel like chicago offers everything that i could possibly want in my life 
and then in like in my livelihood and then I go to other cities and I'm like where's this where's this why don't you have this kind of infrastructure why are your buildings so small mm. what is going on here Dang, I'm looking at you at Austin hater. Texas um <laughs> no straight up I wanted to move to Austin and I was just like this infrastructure is far too poor for my level <laughs> Wow, like, you are such a hater. I I am. You know, I really am. Flaking right now. I can't oh go to God. a city without like discussing what I dislike about it and how it doesn't compare to Chicago. The only city that I think is like in the United States that is like equitable is like New York City. Because, one, public transportation, very important to me. Mm-hmm. They have adequate public transportation. They have a bunch of big buildings. They have banging nightlife. They, they have everything that Chicago has. And that's very important to me. What I don't like, far too many rats. I know that they say Chicago has a lot of rats. But they don't follow me down the um, subway stairs. Oh, Lord. And I don't see them every day. So they can go do them in an alley. I'm not going to go into the alley past 4 p.m. That's their life. That's their mm-hmm. business. I'm going to let them do their thing. Yeah. They just need to stay out of my way. Mm-mm-mm. Anyway, I love Chicago for many reasons. And it's a beautiful city. But I also love New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I think New Orleans. New Orleans. It's this glorious city. Um, I I love that you can um, party all night. Wow. I, I love a good second line. Like when I was in New Orleans recently, there were like several second lines just jamming down the street. I love the spirit of the people in New Orleans. Like they're just straight up dope as hell. They're just like happy and energetic and grateful. Just like they just have such like zeal for life and gratitude towards life. And I love that. And I love like um, people in cities that like live their best lives Mm -hmm. regardless of the circumstance. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Nola. You super dope. I feel like that was the most passionate you have gotten on any of these questions. (laughs) You were throwing shade, throwing praise. (laughs) It was all over the place. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) What about I don't really like cities that much. I don't know. I'm I'm a pretty I'm a country girl, I think at heart. So I don't I think that is to say that my judgment is a little biased because mm-hmm. at the get-go I'm like mm, much more of a like to see land type of person. If I would have to if I had to think about what my perfect city or favorite city would be, although I've never been to this place, I think it would be Seattle mm-hmm. or Denver. Hmm. Because it's, they seem to be places where nature is pretty intertwined with the city or mm-hmm. like you can still have the city life while being able to easily have access to nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're pretty like hip, pretty liberal, pretty vegetarian friendly. Yeah. Music seems pretty good. That's, it all seems pretty nice well, if you to like me. those, you're like Portland too. Yeah. I think I might like Portland. So. I like Portlandia. <laughs> that's good <laughs> portland's pretty cool i've been there oh, so many times like lost count i'm flying into pdx tonight yay and tonight being wednesday night the night before thanksgiving <laughs> but i'm gonna see you soon portland but by see you i mean drive through you to get to eugene oregon oh which is a cool place apparently maybe question mark let's go to the next question <laughs> <laughs> am i picking for you sure no you're picking for me okay I don't, I don't know. I don't, did I just read? 
I will yeah. check what the new rate. Okay. This is a relationship question. Ooh. And we're both in them. Um, in the, not in the question. In <laughs> Should I vent to my friends about my relationship? Ooh, such a good question. Are you, are you oh, first? I'm just yeah, answering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. This is an interesting question, Kat. Ask me why. <laughs> Ask me why, Kat. Why is it? Why is it Let me tell you. Okay. okay. So I think that what happens in a relationship should be between the two people. Mm-hmm. But I think that you also have to have a space to process with another person or other people what is happening within to get advice, to figure out what's going on. So the best rule I have found for myself is for the people in the relationship to designate people they can talk to mm-hmm. so that the other person knows that like the business is not being all around the neighborhood, but it's kind of like if something goes wrong, like I know Kat is the person that we just going to process this with. So I think that it's okay to discuss issues, but I would say keep it to as few people as possible or maybe even designate with your partner like who is going to, who are going to be the people that you discuss that with. I think also your friends tend to want what's best for you. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you're talking about a lot of the negative aspects in the relationship, they hold on to that and like start to project that on your partner and just start to like hate them or like think, think negatively of them for no reason. It's like, yo, I just vented about that one time (laughs) over wine. It wasn't even that big of a deal, but now you hate this person. Right. So I would just say you have to be very careful. Girl, what do you, what do you you hit the nail right on the head? That's exactly (laughs) it. Did I preach? Oh, I I went to div school. That's how I know how to preach. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag div life. Um, so I, I couldn't agree more. I, the person that I married was like my first serious relationship and it was, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have relationships before. I like, I had like things where we dated for like a f- two to three months and then that was it. Like no one that was ever serious about. And this is like, he was like the first person I'm actually, actually serious about. Um, I don't, I didn't know what to do in relationships. I didn't know. I'm, and so I would vent to my I would vent to my, like my best friend, mm-hmm. and my best friend formed this opinion about him that like wasn't true, wasn't necessarily the entire side because it's not like I'm not the type of person to brag. Like I personally just mm-hmm. don't like bragging. I'm not gonna be like, oh, yeah, he did exactly. this great thing, he did this sweet thing. He's been he's so good to me. I love him so much. Like I don't he say gave that me five stuff. Five million dollars in a private jet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like. I'm so frustrated with him because of this. He did that. Like I, like yeah. I'm angry and I need to talk to him and I need an event. And like, you're so right. When people only hear all of this negativity, mm-hmm. then they start like forming their, they start forming their own opinions mm-hmm. of them, whether it's accurate or not. And like, he would do vice versa. He would vent about his boyfriend to me. And I have, I still have a negative opinion yeah. of his boyfriend. I mean, they broke up a long time ago, but like. So you're like, it doesn't impact me at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, it's tough. Like it's, I say keep it inside your relationship. Like mm-hmm. now I keep everything inside my relationship because I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. And me and my spouse talk openly and honestly all the time. Mm-hmm. We, we talk to the point of exhaustion. <laughs> so I don't let you know when you do talk to your partner about this stuff. It's, it's exhausting. 
but you don't want your friends in your relationship when they only have such a limited perspective. And you don't want, I feel like you don't want your relation, your friends to be more intimately aware of what's going on in your relationship than your partner is. Mm -hmm. It's like you're sharing all of the issues you're having with your friend and not even bringing in the person who like you're in a partnership with. Yeah. But I'll also say that when thinking about who to ask, I don't know why people always ask the people who have like 49 failed relationships. (laughs) It's like, yo, didn't you cheat on that person? Why am I asking you this question? (laughs) Like, I should not be asking you this question. But I also think it's really hard because even people that you think are in very happy and fulfilling relationships, you don't know what's going on inside of them, you know? But I think I try to, I have like one or two people that I ask advice about. And I mean, very rarely do I feel like I ask advice, but it's usually people who I find to be really Mm well-rounded and who have like a very healthy view of humanity and how people change in relationships. Um, so I would say you also just got to know your audience. You got to know who you asking. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We have time for one more question. Then we're going to wrap this show up. Am I I'm picking for you? Sure. This specifically is I still have to pack for my flight. <laughs> I've got this one because it looks like I wrote it. Okay. You did. Um, do you think the trend towards contouring your face is <laughs> a desire for Eurocentric features? <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's a very honest question. It's I've never heard that perspective before. I think it's very fascinating. I never thought of that way or I don't like see it that way. Um, I just see contouring as this very long process to get your face the shape that you want it or to make it look slimmer. Mm. That's slimmer. that's just what I think mm. of like contouring. Yeah, when I think I think the the reason I asked this question is because I've been watching so my sister and I like bond over makeup and we watch makeup videos and stuff. And in a lot of these different contouring videos, they're always talking about like slenderizing the nose like bringing up the cheekbones mm-hmm. like doing all of these like very looking like what is the man's name cumberbatch mm-hmm. Ber- benedict yeah mm-hmm. hot cheekbones and stuff and so much of the time i see like black women mm-hmm. who are like trying to take away from like the flatness or the wideness of their nose or like trying to and i'm like why do we feel like we have to do that? Like, why do you feel like, and it, for me, it seems to be more of an underlying thing than just like, I want my face to be slender and contoured and like made up. It's like, what is the desire behind having these, these very slim looking features anyway? That's I don't nice. have an answer. I feel like we haven't time for another question. Cause that one kind of bombed. <laughs> Let's ask another question. But no, that was like really interesting. I never thought about it. I'm not like huge on makeup. I wear makeup and I like it, but, um, Oh, am I asking this one? Yeah, you're asking it. Ooh, la la. Boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom. Okay. <laughs> when is the right time to first have sex with someone? Oh, am I, am I asking? Oh, you can God. answer. I want you to answer first. first. Whew. Mm. I am a weird person to ask because <laughs> I tend to be on the conservative side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um... I would say that it just depends on what type of person you are. Like, I know many people who are like, you can do that on the first date. You don't have to be dating at all. It's right to have sex, like, whenever you just meet somebody. For me, specifically, I think 
that I have to be in a position of where I know that I'm probably going to be invested in the person. Like, I can't say for sure, like, oh, I'm going to be in a relationship long term with this person or I'm going to marry this person. But I think that there has to be a feeling that the person I am with is in it for a much longer or like deeper connection and like time frame. Mm -hmm. And after that, I feel like it's just a matter of like getting to a point of where you feel comfortable with that person. But I am definitely not the person who is just like, I'm just going to go out and do that. Not, mm-mm, <laughs> not me. Yeah. So I just say it differs yeah. for different people. For me, it's like, it takes a level of commitment first. For me, I say different strokes for different folks. Exactly. That was a sexual innuendo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's hilarious, Kat. <laughs> uh, the, seriously, like, I... I think you should have sex whenever you're ready. It depends on your personality. The only recommendations, always, 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 always use protection. Even if you think you trust the person or they say that they're clean, please, like, I'm more rather safe than sorry. Like, if you meet this smoking hot person and you want to hook up, do it. I was almost that's saying they might make you burn. They mm-hmm. And they might. And that's why you should always, always, always use protection. Be smart about it. Be safe about it. Um, you, I, I think if it's someone that you're interested in building a connection with or growing a connection with, I would recommend holding off only because the sex is going to be that much better when you have a more of a emotional connection Mm -hmm. to them. If you just want to, if you just want to bang, do it. Mm. Um, and I also recommend not only protecting yourself physically, but emotionally, Mm. Um, because like sex can be very trying on the emotions very trying unless of the oxytocin (laughs) and make sure that you are in the right mental state if you want to have multiple partners make sure you're doing it for the right reasons not because you're like you need attention Mm -hmm. but because you feel sexually liberated and happy with yourself and you receive a sex positive attitude Mm. So I, I'm saying, why are you preaching <laughs> again? <laughs> That's my jam. Wait, what was your own personal take? Like your own personal ethic? Um, I waited. Oh, unless you don't want to answer, you don't gotta answer that. I mean, we don't gotta get into the details of my my life. Uh, but I think I wish I thought. Uh, when I was 21, I was a lot more sexually mature. I was a very sex. I was a sexual health peer, so I was very sex positive, mm-hmm. um, and I was very vigilant about protecting myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I've been clean for my whole life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I don't think I thought that I had a level of sexual maturity that I needed. But mm-hmm. like in hindsight, like six years down the road, I know now that I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't don't rush take your time mm-hmm. that's a good sure. answer yeah this it, it's kind of draining it's so emotionally mm-hmm. draining so is that all of our time yeah mm-hmm. we'll do we'll do this again this sometime it's like a yeah fun little power round <laughs> before let's the read the last the last questions that were in the hat that we didn't answer oh uh, well there's three questions four there's questions four. <laughs> four questions which are would you ever get plastic surgery? Think about these. Don't answer this. Don't okay. Answer. Can cops be trusted? 
I'm reading these with emotion, you know. When do you know you're in love with someone? <laughs> are you fulfilled in your life? Wow. Mm. Those are very deep those questions. Deep. Too bad we don't have time to answer them, everybody. <laughs> answer them with your family at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I, can't, I can't wait to go to my white in-law's house and talk about, and talk about trust in the police. Yeah, exactly. That's why I said that for you specifically. I think I think we should answer these questions next time because they're spectacular. So we'll save them for that next out of the hat. Or wait, are you actually going to use this hat, or can, is this just our question hat? No, that's my my favorite hat. So I'm probably going to wear it later today. Wow! But I'll store these in the same place. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us. We hope you enjoyed the show. May do ask each other awkward questions around the Thanksgiving table. Yeah. Got to make things even just slightly more awkward. And interesting. Um, yeah. It will definitely be more interesting. Good luck <laughs> out there with your families. Do crunches after you eat. Drink lots of wine. <laughs> Go to sleep. Cause that, what is that chemical in the turkey that's going to kick in? Try... Fane. Triglycerol? Nah, Tri- that ain't it. Triphophane? Yeah, oh. it has something fane like in that. It. Something like that. You gonna be knocked out? That's all we know. <laughs> Drink some water. Mm-hmm. Oh, and... last segment. <laughs> Best hot turkey gobble. Go. Okay. <laughs> I can't do. It. Ah, you're so gullible. I wasn't <laughs> actually gonna do that. I well, I'm gonna do it. Do it. Go I'll just, it. I'll just be. Do it. I'll be a fool. Do it. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Okay. <laughs> you lost. My turn. <laughs> I won. I'm going to know. There are Please Weidel. tweet us to tell us who won. <laughs> Thank you. And hashtag who won the gobble. That's I'm going to I'm gonna record an actual turkey gobble. <laughs> and there are mine wild. Sounded, mine sounded like a turkey. I can't. I can't. Make, I can't make. <laughs> that was more. <laughs> Horse neck. That is a horse neck. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> After stepping on a turkey. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um, tweet us at unlearned underscore shy. Uh, like us on Facebook. Send your listener letters to unlearnedpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website, unlearnedpodcast.com. And have a happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Love you. Bye. Happy birthday.